0: Hello, so I don't really know what I'm doing, so hang with me, as I don't really know how to work this or the Anchor app. Anyways, my name is Hannah Workman, and my podcast is about Susan B. Anthony and her effect on the 19th Amendment. The background music is just being used as background noise and has nothing to do with the podcast. I'm also sorry for my dogs barking in the back. There is workers outside. And with that, I will get into my podcast. To begin, Susan B. Anthony was born on February fifteenth, 1820. She was born in Adams, Massachusetts. Her father was a cotton mill owner and a farmer. He was raised a Quaker. Her mother's family fought in the American Revolution. Susan B. Anthony was raised in the Quaker ways that everyone was equal under God. Susan had seven brothers and sisters who also believed in the Quaker ways. They also became activists for justice and emancipation of slaves. When Anthony met Frederick Douglass and William Lloyd Garrison, friends of her father's, she wanted to help end slavery just at the age of 16. Susan then became an abolition activist. Most people thought it was improper for women to give speeches in public, yet Anthony still did. The first women's rights convention in the United States was held in 1848 in Seneca Falls, New York. This convention then began the suffrage movement. The suffrage movement was the fight to earn women's rights to vote. Anthony did not attend the convention, but both her mother and sister attended, who also believed women deserved equal rights. In 1851, Anthony met Elizabeth Cady Stanton. These two became good friends who both believed in fighting for women's rights. Anthony and Stanton co-founded the American Equal Rights Association. The American Equal Rights Association was to secure equal rights to all American citizens, especially the right of suffrage, irrespective of race, color, or sex. In 1868, the two women became editors of the association's newspaper. This newspaper helped spread the idea of equality and rights. When Congress passed the 14th and 15th Amendment, which gave voting rights to all African American men, no matter economic standing, Anthony and Stanton were angry at Congress because women had been granted no voting rights. And even though women are not more valuable than African American men, they should be equally given the right to vote. Their push for women's voting was hard. Many people stood by the women and supported them, but many people also disagreed with them and fought against them. In 1872, Susan B. Anthony was arrested for voting. She was fined $100 and tried for her crime. This brought attention to suffrage and brought more advocates. Anthony merged the two largest suffrage associations into the National American Women's Suffrage Association, which she led until 1900. Anthony then passed away in 1906, 14 years before the 19th Amendment was passed granting the right to women to vote. Susan B. Anthony had a lot of impact on women's history, and I am forever grateful for brave people like her. Now, I will be interviewing my mom, Melissa Kaffenberg, on some of her opinions. First question, what impact do you think Susan B. Anthony had on history?
1: She definitely had a significant impact. Um, She's most well-known for her fight for women to gain the right to vote. She worked alongside a fellow women's suffrage activist that you mentioned, Elizabeth Cady, Susan B. Anthony also drafted the first version of the 19th Amendment in 1878. In addition to that work, though, she also fought to abolish slavery. She fought for women to have the right to own their own property, and she also persuaded the University of Rochester in New York to admit women. So women are actually a part of getting an education at that university level because of Susan B. Anthony. So she worked tirelessly for civil rights, voting rights, and equal education rights.
0: Next question. Where do you think we would be at today if she had not had an impact on history?
1: Well, today I think we would still have the 19th Amendment, but it may have just come a little later than it did without her particular work. Susan B. Anthony wasn't alone in her fight for women's right to vote. Um, There was Elizabeth Cady, as we both mentioned, Alice Stone Blackwell, Antoinette Brown Blackwell, Harriet Stanton Blatch, Amelia Bloomer, Carrie Chapman Catt, Julia Ward Howe, Lucy Stone, and Lucretia Coffin Mott. They were all suffragists who spent many, many years working for women's rights in the 19th century, and they were all very significant in women earning the right to vote.
0: Last question Do you think women would have eventually been granted the right to vote without Susan B. Anthony?
1: Uh, most definitely. As I mentioned, there were all of these other women who worked alongside her, in addition to her, before and after her, for women to earn the right to vote. Um, she was one of many, many women, uh, leading women forward in this right. While she was uh, most well known, the entire movement was led by a woman we haven't mentioned yet, Melissa, excuse me, Millicent Garrett Fawcett, Um, And so with her heading it up and all of these other women suffragists, I believe women would have still earned the right to vote. In addition, if those women hadn't worked for it, other women definitely would have, because women will stand up for injustice when treated unfairly. One example is the continuing struggle for women to earn equal wages for the same work as men, even now in the 21st century. So yes, Women would have fought for the right to vote, even without Susan B. Anthony, but I am grateful for her life and her commitment to earn the right to vote for all women. Thank you for listening to my podcast.